Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Startup Hustle with special guest Andrew Morgans. Hi, Andrew. What's up? Man, just here to do another podcast. Thanks for joining me today. Well, happy to be here. You know, we're going to talk about a lot of stuff. Uh, for those of you that uh, haven't heard, we're going to have Andrew in for a regular uh, once, twice, three, four, five times a month, who knows, whenever we get around to it. But uh, for those of you that aren't familiar, Andrew Morgans is the CEO and founder of a company called Marknology, which is an Amazon brand accelerator. And now that Amazon's up to like 900% of all e-commerce, I think that it's a pretty applicable thing. Uh, Matt Watson will join us on some of these. Some of them he may, he may not. But anyway, what's this show going to be about, Andrew? Yeah, so I think uh, when we were brainstorming this uh, a few months ago, talking about getting a regular spot with Startup Hustle, and kind of kind of taking one of, one of your days here to just specifically talk about Amazon, we called it the Amazon Update, and I've just kind of stuck with that in my head. I like the way it sounds, and it's just going to be we're going to be talking about different different things happening in the Amazon space, and um, kind of leave it open ended so we can talk about anything and everything we want in regards to Amazon. You know, I I should probably say that brainstorming with me about this involves me saying, Andrew, can you come up with a list of stuff that we're going to talk about on this podcast? I mean, I, would I, I appreciate, I appreciate you uh, upselling my own creativity there, but I have to give you the credit. So, you know, Andrew, you've been a guest, what, twice? Uh, that's correct. So we've talked about Marknology in the, in your company. We've also just talked about Amazon. I don't think we, if you guys, that are regular listeners, you may have already heard them. If not, go back and check them out. They're a little deeper and I can't remember, you know, that tells you the amount of prep that I did here. I don't know the episode numbers, but they are marked with your name on them. And for those that haven't heard them, let's just do the flyover about what your company does. Yeah. Okay. So um, there's so much to what involved or what what's involved in selling on Amazon that I think our first couple of conversations were even broad, you know, kind of right. like, who are you? What do you do? And um, I think that this is going to be a great idea to just dig into some more of those topics more individually. But I uh, am the founder and CEO of a company called Marknology. Uh, shortly put, we're an Amazon brand accelerator. One thing that differentiates us from uh, a lot of the other Amazon consultants and agencies out there is that we focus on branding on the platform, um, not just sales and overall strategy, but we work with brands and manufacturers that are really looking to uh, not just create, but establish their footprint on Amazon. So to really dumb that down, Andrew helps you sell stuff on Amazon. And by that, I mean, you've got a company, you've got a product, whatever it is that you need to do. He's going to help you navigate those treacherous waters and help you try to avoid, well, we could say expensive, time-consuming, maybe rookie mistakes. Is that fair? Right. And and accelerate your brand faster than uh, you could probably do it on your own. Right. So, you know, as we brought the show in, um, you know, Amazon's clearly pretty dominant right now. And I think the last time we were in, you were mentioning that they had accounted for 43% of e-commerce. Right. And uh, an that, article came out since that, that they up? claimed 50. Wow. Think about that, man. Yeah. I don't even know why we're talking about other marketplaces like Jet or Walmart or any of the above. Uh, not trying to get sponsored by Amazon by no means, but I, I mean, am. everything else is uh, <laughs> secondary. 
You yes. Know? Jeff Bezos, if you would like to sponsor Startup Hustle, please call me. You can email me. Yeah, info, I, info at Startup Hustle. Okay, I, I, I take that back. I, I wouldn't refrain from that either. Yeah, I don't think any of us would. So, all right. So the reason that, you know, this is important is anytime you're making a product, whether it's your own or you're reselling something or whatever you're doing, you know, you get, I, I consider myself a salesperson at heart. And you, the best thing you can do for your product, your brand and your sales is to put it in front of as many people as possible. Right. So the very first question that I ask if I've got to sell something is where are people buying? Amazon's clearly the case there. So then the next question is, is what are they buying? Right. Okay. Yeah, I think that's fair. So, you know, we actually worked with a, a client that was interested in, in, you know, doing business with you and selling more stuff on Amazon. We did a, a competitive analysis and tried to say, look, this is who you're competing against. Right. Mm -hmm. So, and, and that's still kind of hard to do. I felt like we did a decent job of that, but no one really knows that it's numbers. a proprietary software, yeah, you know, so yeah, no one really knows the, the, the true numbers, they come close. So with that, and when you sell stuff on Amazon, you have a, what's called a product page. Yeah. Let's talk about that. Okay. So I really thought we could start here because it's not the first thing you do when you're going to sell on Amazon, but it's one of the most important. And I thought we'd just kick off our show talking about some of the basics and getting into a little bit of the details and letting people know that this is a, a, a podcast that they can come to and get some like useful information on how to sell. Okay. Um, and, and I'm going to serve as the pseudo dummy. Um, I have sold some stuff on Amazon, my own books. That's it. And I'm just okay at it. So I'm going to try to take some notes here too. So the product page, let's get into that. Okay. So product pages, Amazon is a catalog. You know, it's got the A9 algorithm, which is the search engine attached to it. And it's a catalog system. And whenever you list a product on Amazon, let's say you're a new brand bringing product X to the market it's going to get a catalog number. It's called an ASIN. That's where your, your product lives. It lives on, it's just like a catalog page in a catalog. ASIN as an ASIN. ASIN, that's an Amazon term. That just means you're referencing the catalog. It's a reference number. Is to, that an acronym for something? Uh, I don't believe so. They, okay. just, they just call it, an, I'm sure it is, but they just call it that in, in all instances. Um, so, that, so that's similar to like a SKU. That's a SKU. Okay. Yeah, it's, an, it's just which, Amazon's which version. Which stands for stock keeping unit. There we go. There you go. Fancy. Okay. So the product page is um, your opportunity to sell your item at the end of the day. It's your, it's the way you're displaying your product, your brand, the features, how people find you, converting them once they get there, um, everything surrounding that. Okay. What are some of the most common errors and mistakes that people are making when they're setting this stuff up? Uh, not spending enough time on images. Okay. and getting professional images. Uh, that's probably the number one mistake. Obviously, there's a lot more work that goes into the other areas, but people just seem to overlook that one. Okay. Um, another one is, you know, selling in the wrong category or thinking, uh, uh, interpreting Amazon's techs, tech uh, specs um, wrongly or yeah. incorrectly, sorry. Expand on that. What do you mean by that? You know, they'll, they'll get in their head, they've read that, like, oh, the title has to be 80 characters. My competitor is doing this or... Uh, we can't do this. Um, FBA is too expensive for me. <laughs> like that was just a side change I hear all the time. But uh, in the product pages, like um, not they're they're more so listing to describe the product instead of trying to find buyers. Okay. 
Um, so let me let me put an example in front of you as far as what that is. And I'm going to go into a little bit of this with the keyword research. But it's, um, you know, I, I always say when I'm talking to a brand owner, um, think about describing this product in the way that your mom would search for it. Yeah, you know, it's funny. I do that a lot. I actually use my dad as a comparison. It's more so with software. And I say, if my dad can't figure this out, then it's too complex. Right. Yeah. You know, so it's like, okay, let's talk about faultless starch. Uh, as a client, I like to brag on. They're locally here to Kansas City and um, in the Marknology family. And let's talk about that. So online, you would search for something, uh, you know, and you would say, like, uh, how to get my shirts uh, stiff or, like, how to iron or, you know, how do you um, uh, how do you get a, a shirt? Uh, I want to buy starch. Yeah, yeah sorry. Right. I'm, I'm caught up. But you ask a question, right. right? And you're looking for an answer, like, through a blog or content like that. Or you're on faultless.com and you're just browsing because you already know where to be. Okay, but you're not searching like on Amazon, you're going to say um, starch or if it's like a, another laundry product you buy stain remover versus like, how do I get a stain out? That, that example works better. How do I get a stain out of my shirt on the web and on Amazon? You're like stain remover. Right. Right. You search differently. Yeah. Um, so that's also how you need to describe your product and not necessarily just like this is an eight ounce can. Okay. Um, and that's that's a big part of the explanation to a brand and getting them to understand that they can't just do what they've done on the web on Amazon. Okay, so there's a couple of things here. So with the images, and I know we're not, I know we're talking about Amazon, but I remember you know back in the day selling stuff on eBay, and they're always like, listings with a picture sell ten times better or whatever. I mean, if you can't if you can't adequately show someone what they're buying and give them a good representation of your product while well, you're at a serious disadvantage. Right. And, you know, another thing too, just in general, um, you know, when it comes to selling your business, I like to just tell people, you got to look like you're in the business of doing whatever it is that you say you're doing. And if your listing has one picture, it's not that great. You know, I want to know what it looks like. I want to, um, you know, actually all this podcast stuff, almost all of it I bought on Amazon and I actually, had a different mixer picked out there that I, that I liked and it only had two pictures and I wanted to see like all of it. And the one I ended up buying that I switched to was loaded with pictures and it gave me a whole view. So, all right. So some of what we just talked about is SEO search engine optimization. Uh, we recently, uh, Mr. Watson and I did a, a, a SEO for dummies and we were talking about the most popular search engines and Amazon's up there. I think it was Google, YouTube, and then Amazon. And not considering, it, it, not thinking of Amazon as a search engine is bad because that's what it is. Right. And it's actually a search engine. I think it's the greatest search engine of all for a seller because you have people there ready to buy. People are on Google asking questions like, how do I make my shirt stiff? People are on Amazon saying, you know, give it to me. Yeah. And they're ready to go. Amazon makes it real easy to buy. So, you know, let's talk a little bit about optimizing your keywords. Okay. So I think it backpedals just a little bit to that competitor analysis we talked about just a few minutes ago. And I don't think that enough brands spend enough time analyzing their competition. Right. You know, uh, you got the older brands that are very like, okay, this is our competition. We've been at war with them forever. And then you got these newer brands that are just, this is the product I'm going to sell, the price I'm going to sell it, let's do it. And I'm like, well, let's look at the competition. 
You know, we have tools uh, that we use at Marknology that tell us what keywords the competitors are ranking for. We have tools that comb their reviews to see how their cu- their current customers are describing their products. We do where are their customers priced at. This gives us all kinds of feedback on the terms that we want to go after. Maybe there's a competitor so far out of reach of us that we want to go after completely different search terms than him. Yeah, that was the next question. Like, do you take the cowardly approach and go long tail where you're not competing with? I guess it's probably different on any product. Yeah, it's it's a it's not one size fits all. So if you have a brand that's already established, like let's say you're Adidas, as they say. Uh, what was that? Adidas, oh. but like properly pronounced. Sorry, I got, I got corrected in Europe a lot. But uh, if you're that brand. They don't call it Adidas in Europe? No, it's Adidas. Nah, man. Okay. So anyway, <laughs> peanuts. Uh, but, uh, you know, if you're that brand, if you're fall is starch, people recognize your brand. You can go right after the big keywords. You've got some power there. Um, go big. Um, if you're a brand that's starting out that people don't know your brand and said like the way that they find you and your images and your copy is more important than your branding because you have yet to establish it, uh, then you might go after those longer tail keywords. You know, honestly, even if you're the big brand, I typically suggest round one, you go after long tail keywords, you know, uh, that might be 10,000 searches a month on a keyword. Yeah. And let me, let me take uh, 30 seconds to describe long tail. Long tail are the things that people aren't generally competing for. They are the low competition, the low hanging fruit. The example I always give is on iTunes. Um, you have Jay-Z, Taylor Swift, whoever's popular, and they're getting you know tens of thousands of downloads or streams a day. That graph rapidly falls off and gets down to things that get one. And that looks like a long tail mm-hmm. on that graph. And it just goes on and on. What most people don't know on, on iTunes is if you total up all the ones, it's a bigger number than everything that's two and higher totaled together because it just goes out there. Now, I've made a living in the long tail. I love it because you just it's hard to compete with right. certain things. Everyone intuitively wants these non-long tail keywords. And the thing is, is like you're better off being first for a bunch of things that are low hanging without any competition than you are being ninth on the list for something popular. Right. So, you know, that there's there's no shame in the long tail. And a lot of times it's really smart. So, all right. So on Amazon, I got two different ways to get found. I got just regular search results or organic, or I can, I can pay, right? Correct. Okay. Um, what's up with that? What's All the story right. with that? Okay. So, uh, that, that, that's a perfect segment because we, we were talking about competitor research. That's how you get some keywords You're using these other tools to see what people are searching. You have the, the main keywords like you were talking about, like, let's say the example pre-workout and then a long tail might be pre-workout supplement, blue raspberry flavored. Right. And I so, was just searching that. I have no doubt. Yeah. It's my teeth are blue. So you've got these different ones. Well, we're going to pick 10 probably with different strategies that are important to our listing. 10 right. to focus on. We're going to put those 10 in the listing. Well, there's still probably another couple hundred ways you could describe the product in general, right. uh, either related or directly different ways of wording it, different words to choose. We're going to use advertising to hit all those other ones that aren't the 10. Okay. Okay. To cover us, to give us a, a bigger range of exposure, uh, we're going to have something we're focusing on, but then um, a lot of other keywords that we're going to hit through advertising. I would like to share my approach because um, I did the the time that I really tried and thought it out. I had great success. So 
um, in June of 2016, or excuse me, of 2017, my book Million Dollar Bedroom came out. And, you know, the book comes out, it was selling okay, but I really wanted to get after some stuff. So what I did was I went to, you know, Amazon lets you, I was in a couple different categories. Like, you know, they let you have like a main one, a sub one or whatever, got all these different things that come out. So I got into all these categories and I found the top 100 list. So I took the author's name, I took all the books that they had written and I made those my paid keywords, right? Cause mm -hmm. people were looking in this category. I don't want to be buying advertising, people looking for cooking books. And here's my, here's my entrepreneur book. So anyway, I did that and I went ahead and I paid for the exposure. And um, in July of 2017, Million Dollar Bedroom was the number one new release for small business books. Got to number two for startups. It worked and it stuck around and I sold a lot of books. Now, that being said, and I love being transparent, I didn't have a huge net positive return. Right. I spent as much, if not more in ads getting there than I got back. Um, I was okay with that, you know, wanted to get the book out there, wanted to do a lot of different things, but using those, the, you know, those paid keywords and showing up in other listings and, you know, there's on other people's product pages and, and in the main listings and, and stuff like that, it did work. And it was a bidding competition similar to buying Google AdWords or something like that, but that exposure did work. And there's different strategies, right? Like with any brand, some brands are, you know, the first six months, we're just literally trying to launch products that are ranked zero and get them up there. Yeah. And other times, you know, books are not extremely profitable items. Well, well let's talk about that for a second, too, because one of the things that I learned is that Amazon's rankings are very, very influenced by velocity. Right. As I sold more books and it, and it wasn't like an instant thing, but usually within 24 hours, like I was seeing noticeable changes and, and you know, for the keywords that people were finding in my paid listings and buying. I was then climbing up the non-paid listings. Um, now, people weren't really searching for the term million dollar bedroom, which didn't really make that find as findable organic. Now, when my other book, Balance Me, came out, uh, because it had balance and it was the realist guide to a successful life, it made it a lot easier to rank for the term life balance or work-life balance. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that's kind of a testament to the whole keyword and the, and the title thing. I had none with Million Dollar Bedroom, and it definitely made it a, a, a much more of an uphill climb. So the books are, books are at a slight disadvantage to being able to optimize on Amazon. So you are ahead of the game being able to take advantage of the advertising, but you're right. Your title didn't have any keywords that Amazon could hold on to. You're probably about me or the, about the book wasn't probably completely SEO optimized. It's yeah. one of the only things that shows up for books. Books, you're not allowed to add, change bullet points and all these things. It's very like strict in what you're able to, you know, the sell on the book. Um, I mean, if you want to talk also about Amazon's dominance, most people don't know this, but three out of four books are purchased on Amazon right now. Yeah. It's crazy. I mean, that's your... That yeah. was their bread and butter. It's, you know? it's really nuts. And, and they, they really make it easy to publish. Um, both electronic. And then another thing most people don't know is they print those books one at a time as you sell them. Right. And that's crazy. Yeah. I, uh, I happen to know someone that um, sells parts to Amazon's warehouse that does the print to order books. 
Um, it's just yeah, they call it POD print on print demand. on demand. You're right, yeah. and uh, they sell some of the knives. So it's uh, it's an interesting process. So let's get back to this. Let's talk about the images and the listings. Yeah. Because um, we were talking about that. Like, how, how do I make that better? What do I do to make it better? What, like, what are the, give me some do's and don'ts. Okay. So a lot of brands are like, I don't want to spend money on images because I can't see direct return on money. But raising your conversion rate by a couple of points because of good photos can be the difference in lots of money. Right. So, you know, the do's are the first two main images on an Amazon listing. You want to be on white backgrounds with not a lot of other product. That's not the product you're selling. So main focus is the product itself. Then images three through seven, sometimes eight can be a variety of different things. They could be infographics. They could be customer reviews put into an infographic. They could be lifestyle photos, depending on what your product is. Can you put videos in? You can put videos in okay. if you're brand registered and keep in mind, we work with brands, right? What's so, brand registered? Uh, brand registered is the ability to protect your brand on Amazon. To get it, you register your brand by having a trademark. Okay. If you have a trademark, you register with Amazon, then you get the all-encompassing rights to do anything you want to your listings. Even if someone else like Joe Schmo put your listing up first because he was a reseller before you got around to putting your products up on Amazon, brand registry kind of gives you that. So that, if I'm brand registered, does that kick other sellers off from selling my It does my not. Okay. It does not. It gives you the ability to change your images and copy no matter who else is selling the product. Oh, it standardizes it. It standardizes okay. it. Um, and it allows you to do things like a storefront, like enhanced brand content, which is like an infographic on your listing and uh, add videos, which is you know how I brought it up. But it allows you to add a video to your listing. I, I was reading an article in the Wall Street Journal last week that was talking about some brands having issues with counterfeits or just knockoff stuff. Like, how does Amazon deal with that? Well, that's that's the paid services kind of <laughs> stuff, you know, but uh, there's ways you can get brands gated which means that brands, resellers have to have approval to sell your product. I see. Uh, it used to be automated for the big brands like Nike and Adidas. Yeah. Uh, and now there's ways to apply if you have someone knows what they're doing. And another thing is uh, they actually have a program called the Transparency Program. If any of you listeners want to Google that, the Transparency Program is something that Amazon implemented. Um, and I've had quite a few one-on-one -on -one calls with the head of that program. Uh, and what it is is you're getting a private label that no matter where the product is coming from and you pay to get it on there by Amazon, they give you this code for your SKUs. And let's say someone, let's say you're an apparel company. This is a big part of it, counterfeit and apparel. Uh, you're an apparel company. I print and do everything locally. It costs me more. I've got my shirts. And a China seller is like, we can sell anything we want in your apparel because we can do it cheaper and we'll just ship from China. Mm -hmm. And they're still in your product listings, buy box, et cetera. Well, if you pay to enroll in the transparency program any item that's shipped whether it's from china whether it's from yourself whether it's fba has to have this transparency code on it so it's like i go to ship the item okay please scan they have to scan if it, they don't have the transparency code they're not allowed to ship that item to the seller eventually they'll be shut down i mean that's clearly the advantage of hiring a business like yours because my god i'm just sitting here like where you're talking about that and and don't take this wrong. My eyes kind of glaze over a little bit because I'm sitting here going, how am I, how would I figure that all out on the first time? And how much time would it have taken me? And what was my opportunity cost in figuring that out on my own? Right. And, and that's, you know, as, as I've gotten older and we all know, I'm just not really that old. I'm just getting wiser, but I really learned to appreciate the expert 
when it comes to just doing certain things like save me the time. Let's get this done correctly. Let's do a lot of stuff. So does it help to, to label your images as well? Like should, if I'm selling starch, should my image say starch? Okay. My eyes just lit up because uh, I obsess about this to the listeners. I obsess about this stuff a bit too much, but I know the answer to this. I truly believe that uh, e-commerce is going to all voice search um, okay. or at least voice search heavy. And they're definitely going you more. You mean like uh, Alexa, find me starch? Right. That's Amazon okay. choice, right? That's the badges you see all over Amazon. And uh, it's just inefficient to text and search. It's slower. Why wouldn't we talk to our technology? Sure. Uh, but I, I turned so, Alexa off at my house. I unplugged it. I hope Jeff doesn't like track me down and shut me down for saying this stuff because I have no insider information other than my intuition of doing this for eight years. But uh, they've basically been putting out a lot of information about adding alt text to your photos, hmm. right? Like that's yeah. typical in the that's web. That's just good SEO. That's online. just good yeah, SEO. Yeah. But yeah. their their messaging is that it's for the hearing impaired. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I truly believe that it's just setting them up to be ready for voice search to find the products when when they're ready. Amazon, everything in, from my viewpoint, everything they do is about they they're trying to sell more stuff right that's like why velocity matters and all these different things matter so i don't think they're going to come hunt you down um if anything they're going to come acquire you so let me know that's the inside information i want so yeah add all text to your photos okay so so let's let's do a review so my product page is where i'm selling a specific product in order to optimize it obviously i want to have a a reasonable idea about what it is that I'm selling. Visually, you want to be visual appealing right from the search results. That's with good photos, good capturing photos. Anyone that's got seven photos that look sharp, someone's thinking they spent time into this. They spent time into the product. I'm going to get a quality product. It's subconscious. And and, all right. So prior to publishing my books, the, uh, the cover designer that we had you know, I had some covers that I liked and I, I sent them back and um, these were ones that I had concepts that I'd come up with and both her and my editor, like in unison and stereo were like, this is going to look like shit in a thumbnail. And like the light bulb popped over my head and I was like, oh my God, you're so right. Right. What's it look like from a distance? Right. Right. So I think that's a good rule. Like, think about that. And it's, likely going to be on someone's phone it's going to be in an app and if it you know so anything zoomed out anything that doesn't translate well into a thumbnail i also do something when it comes to images and i call this the flash carding you get two seconds to look at it what did you remember what did you see literally like take the picture print it do it whatever make it a thumbnail size show it to someone for two seconds what'd you see and if they don't have a clear impression if they don't know exactly what that is what it's selling what it does what it says blah 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 do it again right do it again until they can because that's because you know and for those of you listening you know you're sitting there looking at your phone and your fingers just swiping down 100 miles an hour and this shit's flying by and that has a lot to do with it do you agree i agree you get out what you put in and uh you know we can go the extra mile like everything i've tried to build you know with the with the marknology system is based off of data like it could be wrong data but this is data i've analyzed and analyzed and analyzed and analyzed and come up with with my best system and all the way down to using websites like uh that help you get in front of amazon sellers and for five dollars they're looking at two photos and telling you which one they're instantly drawn to 
hmm. right? And you want to com- improve conversion rate, pick the one that gets 80% likes. Yeah. It's like, go the extra it's mile. Like, it's like hot or not. For, it is uh, 100% hot or not for product photos with well, Amazon buyers. So speaking of websites, uh, your website's Marknology. Marknology.com. Okay. And I can get more information about your business there, right? Right. Okay. That's good to know. Um, so as we're going down this this recap, um, the Amazon SEO, we want to have images that are clear. We want to have them that are labeled. I like to say, think like a search engine. The more that you have in there that that's laid out properly, you got to label it. Don't get lazy. Don't look at my book listings for these advice. They're they're seventy five percent of the way. I did it. Might have done that too long ago. You got where you need to be from the book. Oh, maybe. You know, you don't write a book to sell the book. It's a right. weird thing you do, but you know, like, I mean, some of it, some of that was more about just wanting to do it. Felt like I had something to say. So we want to have our technical specs correct. Yeah. So what I mean by that is like length of titles. Like, think about. Don't just think about. Is I'm there doing a recommendation? This. How long should a title be? Every category is different. Okay. Uh, every category is different, and you need to think about smart smart devices, smartphones, iPads. The, the amount that you're going to see in that right. screen is different. Put, your, put the money up front. Yeah. It's kind of like a mullet, right? Do your like, research or hire someone that Business up front and party in the back. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't that a great example? Yeah. That's in, the, that's in your uh, your first show of your recurring series. I used to have an awesome mullet shirt. Like, it uh, was just Anything incredible. involving it. By the way, I went to a wedding in Vegas over the weekend and Minister Mullet. Yes who was a friend of the groom and the bride and his last name just happened to be mullet, which what was even more fitting was he had no hair at all, completely bald. So minister mullet was completely bald. That's a real thing. Um, All right. So as my listings have gone on, it's important to continue to analyze and optimize like, right. Right. So like, so like two seconds on that is um, we talked about the advertising being the other keywords we're not putting in the listing. If the advertising has a bunch of terms that are just doing great, like books that you were converting on, you know, in your Mm -hmm. example, think about, okay, we started with this 10 keywords, but we're not stuck to them. Right. You know, if you're tracking them, maybe you've got six that are doing well, the other four aren't, and you've got, you know, 15 keywords and advertising that are doing great. Think about switching those out um, and seeing just like continuing to be uh, dynamic with it and being able to change in the advertising can tell you a big part of what to re-optimize in your listing. Right. I agree with that. And um, yeah, that's just good advice in general. I actually do that in, on Google too. Yep. You know, like when, uh, um, you know, just in general SEO. Um, do you know that we do SEO in my company? I do. You do? It's funny that you knew that. Um for those of you that aren't familiar, um, our other co-host who isn't here today, Matt Watson, and I own a business called Full Scale. We help businesses find uh, developers, uh, remote access to uh, top-of-the-line developers. Uh, we have an office in Cebu City. If you want to check that out, you can go to fullscale.io. Um, uh, the word on the street is you're launching a webinar. Yeah, and I just uh, I want I, I put that down here for us to bring up because. I really think I'm doing something different than what's out there. And uh, not that anyone, there's a lot of great Amazon consultants out there, but I think that they're given a limited amount of time and uh, they touch very high level. 
you know, on a lot of these things that, that they're talking about. And I'm trying to put out there a webinar series. Um, right now I'm doing one on product optimization. That's why I brought it up. It's a four part series with Q and A at the end. Uh, it's going to be legitimately a playbook, like everything I know in these webinars covered uh, Q and A to answer any questions. I, I think it's the first of its kind really to be the nuts and bolts of uh, what to do with your pages. When's that happening? Uh, I'm actually releasing the intro this week, which is kind of giving you a background on it, see if it's something that you're fit for. It can be for beginners, but it's more like right past that beginner okay. uh, to pick up with and learn with. Um, it's already been written. Um, we're just waiting on a release date. Uh, I definitely want to be able to market it and get it out there for some people. Sure. And since, you know, people listen to this now, later, whatever, um, you know, if you're uh, listening to this episode of Startup Hustle, and it's been out for a little bit, scroll down the list a little bit, because I think we'll probably do something about the webinar when it comes. Yeah, and you can, uh, I was going to suggest you can just get on marknology.com, uh, subscribe, contact us, you know, say, hey, I'd be interested in the webinar whenever it comes out, we'll put you to our list and uh, give you first access. Yeah, but we're going to do something cool like bad lip sync live yeah i'm in to your webinar. now that we've got video uh, yeah I'm yeah in. yeah you know if you want to check out the video of this uh of us recording it which is uh two dudes sitting across from each other in a table talking a mic into a microphone you can yeah the startup hustle uh youtube channel we brought that back around uh we got a full 49 episodes deep into this thing before we were like you know what we should be doing video too so um, well, you know what? I think we got off to a good start here. Yeah. I hope, uh, you know, our listeners got a little bit of information that they can use, at least get them thinking about their product pages, thinking about Amazon, uh, thinking about, you know, tuning in, uh, you know, maybe it's every other Tuesday or once a couple, once a couple times a month, uh, getting updates on their Amazon, especially if they're interested in that space and just, just learning with us. Yeah, every other Tuesday would be way too accurate. Yeah, I know. You don't my, like, you can't for my two weeks out. I like to keep people on their toes. You know, I like to let them know, you know, I want them just sitting there staring at my phone. When's that push notification coming for the next episode of Startup Hustle? Um, you know, look, for those of you listening, whether your brand's established or whether it's not, the best thing you can do is start. Just start. And if you feel busy, Hit Andrew up, go to marknology.com, see what he might be able to do for you. He's a nice guy. He's going to talk to you and give you some good advice, most likely. And if it's a good fit, I'll help you sell some stuff online. If you want to keep learning about business, startups, and other things, hit that subscribe button. Stick around. Startup Hustle, we've got a lot of okay advice about things you should do, not do definitely not do and also learn about all the stuff we didn't well we we have not done well thanks for tuning in see you guys next time thanks guys